It's a clear fall day. I just got out of class and I'm driving south on I-43 to a gift shop located way in the southwest corner of Milwaukee. But the store I'm going to isn't any regular gift shop. It's a spiritual and metaphysical supply store called Ascended Gifts. When I walk in, I see shelves overflowing with colorful crystals. From one of the display cases, I pick up a rose quartz crystal about the size of my palm. It's sort of cloudy pink and full of cracks in the middle. Supposedly, the crystal's vibrational frequency can help me to open my heart to self-love and self-compassion and raise my self-esteem. I'm wondering, could it really be that easy? Is there a secret antidote to more confidence and higher self-esteem? Hi, my name's Caroline White. I'm a senior journalism major at Marquette University. You're listening to Practicing Growth, a podcast exploring some of the universal mental battles we all face at different points throughout our lives. Each episode of this three-part series will focus on a different struggle. We'll break it down, try to understand it, then we'll learn coping strategies to control and minimize those barriers that are standing between us and our way forward. In this episode, we're exploring confidence, self-esteem, and comparison. Have you ever heard the phrase, comparison is the thief of joy? I often find myself making comparisons between myself and the people around me. It happens so often and is so automatic that sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. And I know I'm not the only one. So why do we do it? You might remember Dr. Jody Blonick from the last episode. She's a professor and mental health counselor here at Marquette University. By nature, we tend to be creatures of you know making comparisons. We we like predictability. We like to kind of have a sense of control or ownership over things. And sometimes we um, can increase our predictability or, or sense of control over things by kind of making comparisons or kind of understanding where we fit within the larger world of of you know, whatever we might do. There are two major categories of comparisons. There are downward comparisons, where we make a judgment that we are better than another person, and upward comparisons, where we make a judgment that another person is better than us. Neither of these are great, but generally it's the upward comparisons that end up damaging our self-esteem. Now, while we might think, you know, an upward comparison that gives us inspiration, it gives us a place to go, um, ironically, that that doesn't happen. Um, Instead of, you know, lauding those people or congratulating them, we take that personally and we start to feel less capable, less successful, less worthy ourselves. Dr. Blahnik pointed out that social media sites like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are the perfect storm for making comparisons people's idealized you know, versions of themselves posted there. And we see that we make a lot of comparisons that everybody else is doing better, has more than, than we do. And the constant comparison as we negatively evaluate ourselves, that starts to erode at our self-esteem. When our self-esteem and confidence are low, we don't feel good about ourselves or who we are as individuals. It can be hard to take risks and put ourselves out there which are essential for growing our career, meeting new people, and generally living happier lives. Yeah, I just don't feel, I feel really small. And when I'm not feeling like that, when I feel confident, I, I feel like main character. I feel like I'm on this earth for a reason. And when I don't have that confidence, I feel like so minuscule, so small. 
That was my friend Gigi Meyer. She's a junior nursing major at Marquette University. She's fashionable, outgoing, very smart. More than one person has described her as someone who just seems to carry herself a certain way. I would definitely say I'm a confident person. It's been a journey um, of self-acceptance. Gigi attributes some of that confidence to participating in theater from a young age. I really loved challenging myself and putting myself out there at musical auditions, things like that. Even though I'd get super nervous like everyone else, I kind of mentally rewarded myself. I was like, you're doing something that a lot of people are too scared to do. People are really scared to get out in front of people and sing. No matter how it goes, you still did something that was brave. And so that's kind of how I try to live my life. Do something out of your comfort zone. This will yield positive results most of the time, and it has. Another factor Gigi mentioned in relation to her confidence was getting to know herself from a young age and learning how to rely on herself. A 2012 study of nearly 400 college students found a positive correlation between having a higher self-esteem and having a belief system called an internal locus of control. People with an internal locus of control believe that what happens in their lives, successes and failures, are directly attributed to their own actions. On the other hand, people with an external locus of control believe that what happens in their lives is a result of luck or fate or other people's actions. That's where a lot of my self-confidence comes from. Just getting to know myself, getting to know my personality, my strengths, my weaknesses. Once you have that good relationship with yourself, I think confidence comes from there because you have given your body what it needs and you know what you want. And so really nothing's holding you back from getting those things that you want, getting out of your comfort zone. When you constantly compare yourself to other people, you're placing your self-esteem and confidence in someone else's hands. Dr. Blonick says the first step to reclaiming your confidence is becoming aware of the comparisons you make. If I'm on social media and I'm feeling like this person has it far more put together than I do, or they have far more friends than I do, just taking a pause and saying, okay, what am I reacting to? Am I com- making a comparison right now? Just being able to name and acknowledge that is going to be step one. So if, I, if I'm not aware of me, that I'm making comparisons with other people and that is impacting my self-esteem, it's going to be hard to challenge that. Building your confidence takes a lot of time, patience, and intentionality. Just like anything else, it takes practice. Each time we take a leap of faith and put ourselves out there, we have the opportunity to grow our confidence. For Gigi, she remembers in particular her senior recital at the end of her high school performing career. I'd been working on the song for literally months, I would say six months, and it's in front of a whole scene of people. And to make it Worse, I was the last person to go. So I was the finale. And I was like, this is like some pressure right here. And so the person right before me was finishing. There was applause. And I stood up from my seat in the audience and um, went up the side of the stage. So it was like such a long silence. I remember like, it's like, it was probably like five seconds of me standing up and going to that spot. But it felt like so long because it was just like everyone watching me. And then I opened my mouth and sang. I just kind of had fun with it. I may have had some voice cracks. I don't really quite remember, but that's okay. I don't have any regrets. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Practicing Growth. Again, my name's Caroline White. Thank you.
See you next time.